that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemies it's your body and your blood you shed for me this is how I fight my battles and I This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. In the valley, I know that you're with me. And surely your goodness and your mercy follow me. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. This is how I fight my battles. <coughs> This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. <clears throat> this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. May look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you.
It's in Jesus' name. My victory's in Jesus' name. My victory's in that third day. My victory's in Jesus' name. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I believe as I bow before 
what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. He is here. Look what the Lord has done. Look what our God has done. Look what our God has done. He is changing this city. Causing this to be springs in the dry ground. He is bringing oil to the surface to bless his people. To bless his people. To bless region look what the Lord has done look what the Lord has done look what the Lord has done accepted in the beloved I know you are pleased with me no sin to bind and no chains to shackle you have set me free if you Gives me reason to sing. Onward I belong in the arms of my beloved. It feels like I can finally breathe. You have set me free. Set me free. In 
everything I've ever wanted. Your presence gives me reason to sing. We take delight in your presence. There's pleasures evermore. And we worship you, we worship you, Lord. I take delight in your presence. There's pleasures evermore. I worship you, I worship you, Lord. I worship you, I worship you, Lord. I worship you, I worship you, Lord. You are more beautiful than diamonds. You are more precious than the purest gold. Jesus, you have never failed us. We can rest in your goodness, Lord. You are sweeter than honey. Sweeter than honey, you are sweeter than honey. 
No bees. They were disappearing. So nobody had honey. And I said, what about the bees? He come walking by. And I said, well, he kind of acknowledged me. And I said, what about the bees? <laughs> but next day he comes in preaching on the bees. So today, today I think we're going to... Uh, Talk about the bees, or what represent bees, maybe. Okay, uh, I, I mentioned this to you, uh, Dana, uh, y'all will get to miss out on a lot of what we are hearing direction and hearing when the word of the Lord come to us on Wednesday night prayer. You guys miss out on that. But we also miss out on what you're hearing because we don't have the uh, the opportunity to say a lot of times. But uh, we uh, I'm gonna go. Leona was here Wednesday night and. Uh, Tired and dragging and been worked hard and then she sent me a text this morning it says uh, made a quick trip to the ER this morning at four o'clock home now they said I had deep tissue bruising, thought I was having a heart attack or something. Katie took me, D stayed with Don, nitro pill fixed me up. EKG showed some irregularities. No heart attack though, supposed to follow up with a cardiologist, which is the very same thing that I've dealt with. And We need to pray for her that that uh, I don't know that I want to put it on tape. Uh, John, you might shut that off. Well, Wednesday I was trying to take a nap and couldn't really go to sleep. I'm going to see if I can find it here. Okay, um, I was kind of in that in between sleeping and awake. I really wasn't asleep, but I 
In my mind's eye, I saw this painting of two angels facing each other, and it looked like an antique painting, you know, the it just had some dark places on it, and it's beautiful. It was so beautiful. But it was of angels from like the waist up. And they were facing one another, not bookends. And I thought, who's this? And I knew it was, one of them's name was Manasseh, and one's name was Jubilee. And <clears throat> I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. Why am I, <coughs> why are you showing me two angels? And uh, anyway, I just carried that around with me until we were at church Wednesday night. Well, no, in... In the meantime, I had looked up the mean, I kind of knew what Jubilee meant, you know, because every 50 years is a Jubilee year and all that. But I didn't know the meaning of the name Manasseh, and so I looked it up, and in Genesis 41:51, it says, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh. And said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. And so I'm like, well, that's, that's good. I looked up Jubilee and as a name it means joy. But it also has the connotation of that which has been stolen from you or taken from you, uh, coming back to you that which is your inheritance coming back to you would be a better way of putting it. Anyway, I... Um, as we were sitting here praying, it was like the puzzle pieces all came together. And I realized what God was showing me. He was telling me he had sent these two angels to us he'd sent these two angels to us to make us forget the hard things we have walked through and the other one jubilee his job is to bring us incredible joy and bring back those things of our inheritance that have been lost. And, I mean, is that not good? It's so good. And I... Uh, as we prayed... And, you know, I released that, and people were like, yes, Lord, yes, yes, we receive it. 
I realized, oh, I need to, well, this is my territory. I mean, just like it's your territory, but, you know, I have my responsibility over this, this territory. And uh, so I told God that we welcomed Manasseh and Jubilee here in, to southeast Oklahoma, and we released them to accomplish what they've been sent here to do, and we thank you. You know, I thank the Lord for sending them to us. And that's the protocol of what I, th- I felt like they would not begin to move until someone with authority over southeastern Oklahoma recognized them and invited them in to do their work. And I think that happens a lot. We see things and we don't realize, oh, they're waiting for us to be in agreement (coughs) before they can start their job. Anyway, that's what I saw. That's what I prayed. I'm standing by it. So on Thursday, um, I was sitting at home, and I had had a good morning, and um, I just started to feel overwhelmed. And it got so oppressive, I knew I knew there was something going on spiritually. I didn't know if it was going on with Dana, because there had been some struggles at work, and um, just some spiritual things going on. There's a somebody I believe has shamanistic powers was commanding certain things to happen and they were and so Dana was having to take authority um, over those things crows and uh, much to God's glory all of her co-workers looked at her and said where did you learn how to do that <laughs> as co- crows were flying into the windows at work and banging against the windows and she had to take authority over them and cast them off the property and off the land and and so she did so but she told me that, and then this oppression started to hit me, and it was heavy. And so I sat down, I literally sat down and said, Lord, right now, I don't have the strength in me to deal with this. I need to hear your word on this. Please send me something that will give me hope. And when I said the word hope, my phone went ding. And Kay sent me what she just shared at that exact, I'm not kidding you, like at that, I, I literally said hope, and as I was getting the P out, it went ding. <laughs> I went. <laughs> and so I picked up, I said to Dana, that is the quickest response to prayer I have ever had. Um, but I said to Dana, um, I immediately read and uh, started to implement it on our land. We when we moved out here, we didn't move out here just because this was a nice place to be and a good place to retire, and that was not our intent or our expectation. We came out here because 25 years ago, I had a vision. 30 years ago now, I had a vision of a piece of property that had small buildings on it where people that were in need, um, that needed a place of reprieve and safety to come and actually be. Um, and God divinely led us to this property and divinely 
prepared the way, gave us the funds, situated us. Every single thing that's happened on that land from getting a water line put in to sewer to you name it has been divinely enacted. Um, so we know that there is a reason why we have this land. We know what the reason is. We continually pray into it and ask God to fulfill it. But one of the things that Dana saw was the, the establishment of a building. It wasn't a church building. It was called the Antioch Center. Um, and that goes into something she can share. But the Antioch Center was, was to be there as a place for people to come and get equipped. Um, for people to actually put tools in their hands and work out their own salvation. It's one of the divine and wondrous things about deliverance is it was the first time that I had ever had actual spiritual tools given to me to take care of things and get things accomplished. And that's the type of thing that needs to be passed on to the masses. So that's what the Antioch Center is. That and, and much more. There's... Um, Training as to as to how to come to God in a humble way and get His perfect will done in your life is kind of a summary of that. But so when this word came, I immediately started to pray. Um, Kay had sent me another message, but I hadn't even gotten it yet, and I started to pray uh, that God would um, immediately give us authority over anything, and we took that authority that was taken away from us, invited Manasseh to come in and establish himself in the land. Um, you know, we invited Jubilee to come and restore anything that was taken, and then in the name of that restoration, invited Antioch, if he had been delayed or had been dissuaded in some way from doing what he was to do, to come and establish himself on that land. Um, Antioch actually showed up, I believe it was Antioch, that showed up standing at an oak tree one day, and his presence was so amazing and strong I, I've seen angels before, and it's always overwhelming. But this was, out of my peripheral vision, standing against an oak tree stood this angel. And there was no size definition that could describe what I was seeing because it was completely out of context to this reality. So size was irrelevant. But he was so great and so grand and so austere, I can understand why people fall on their faces. I think if I had turned directly towards them, I probably would have just collapsed. And um, I believe that that was Antioch standing on the land. He wasn't blue like Dana saw when she saw him the very first time, but I believe it was Antioch. And so we asked for the reestablishment of that to come to our land um, and that God's perfect will would be done, that, that Everything he had planned for us, from building small buildings to having a small home for ourselves there to all the things that he had planned for that property and for the ministry that he has for us would be established. Um, and I think that if, if others in our body haven't had that happen yet, those prayers need to happen. And if they're not able to pray them, um, my friend Justin is not always able to pray that prayer. I've been praying it for him and uh, for people like Leona and uh, her husband, that this, that this would be established.
So since you shared that this week, Kay, I've heard teaching on Jubilee and I've heard teaching on Manasseh. Honest to God. Um, one was they were teaching about Isaiah 61 and breaking it down and where it talks about the year of the Lord's favor is Jubilee. Um, and the vengeance of our God, which is justice, which is where we've been focusing too, which is the opposite side of Jubilee. Because when everything's restored and gone back, the people that stole it is getting the vengeance of God. So that's the opposite coin of Jubilee when you're on the wrong side, <laughs> right? And then I heard a teaching on Manasseh, which it was Jacob's grandson, and Jacob switched his hands on Manasseh um, and took away his right as the firstborn and gave it to the younger one. Um, but Dutch Sheets said God is unreversing. Remember when he was sharing his teaching of like the reversing of the unreversing of the hands for what he was prophesying. So I feel like that has something to do with Manasseh also is the getting our I don't know, the birthright or whatever, or what is supposed to have been ours that was, was not given. So I just wanted to expound on that a little bit. Well, and that falls in line with, with the end times because, you know, the Lord speaks about um, that the wealth of the wicked is being built up for the righteous and will be handed over. And we've not seen that yet. Absolutely. Well, Father, we just ask, Lord, right now, Father, we declare, we declare the restoration. We declare the establishment of Jubilee. We declare the establishment of Manasseh. Father, we ask that you would remove in that establishment all the pain of the past, anything that would be holding us back physically, mentally, spiritually. Lord God, we ask for those things to come about today, now. God, we ask for Jubilee to be established in our hearts, in our property, in our lives, in our children's lives, in everything that we have authority over. God, we are asking for the removal and for the restoration to occur. In Jesus' name. Ezekiel 37. Okay. Can I just say too, that makes sense because as we were saying, I was playing, God was saying about declarations. He said, I want you to make declarations, and that is a declaration. Um, and also, there, we sit here today, what is it here? There's seven of us? There is a whole, there, there's a whole schwack of people. More than will fill this building, even if we move it to the kitchen, that are supposed to be here. Right? Not because we need numbers. We don't need numbers. 
but because they need Christ. They need Christ. And that's what the establishment of this is. That's what the declarations, that's what the Jubilee, that's what the wealth is. The wealth is all of a sudden us looking back this time next year and going, whoa, there were six of us last year. And there's however many God wants to position between now and then, next year. Right? That there is no limit. And that that would be established. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. And then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them. And so, Lord, we prophesy. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. You will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying, there was a noise. A rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then, I, and then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied that he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet as a vast army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord that has spoken and that I have done it, declares the Lord. And the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. And then take another stick of wood and write on it, belongs to Joseph that is Ephraim, and all Israelites associated with him. Join to them, them together into one stick so that they will become one in your hand. When your people ask you, won't you tell us what you mean by this? Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in Ephraim's land, and of the Israelite tribes associated with him and join it to Judah's stick. 
I will make them into a single stick of wood, and they will become one in my hand. Hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on, and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them all along and bring them back into their own land. I will take them, one nation, in the land, on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offenses, for I will save them all from their sinless backsliding, and I will cleanse them. This will be my people, and I will be their God. We just speak life now into the dry bones. We prophesy to the dry bones, come alive. And we call forth the Spirit from all four corners and the four winds and the four rivers and bring life, that breath of God. That the graves would open and they would come out and they would live and they will be one, and we will be one, as one body, one church under Christ. We speak life into the army of the Lord. We speak that the captives will be free. We speak healing to the brokenhearted, that every piece of their heart will be restored and renewed. We speak life we speak that Eden glory to fall and restore and rebuild and reclaim that the year of the Lord's favor would come upon us and that the Lord's will and the kingdom will come in Jesus' name. I think it was 13 years ago I was approached by um, my former pastor, Peter Warby. And uh, I make walking sticks. I've made walking sticks since I was about, I don't know, eight or nine years old. It was the first one I ever carved. And I had made some really, really interesting walking sticks. So Peter came to me and he said, I need a walking stick. <coughs> I need it out of one stick, but I need to be able to join together. I said, oh, why? Quoted that scripture. I said, okay. And I immediately had a picture of it as he was giving it to Sam Matthews. And I said, okay. So I made a walking stick. And one side was Joseph, the other side was Judah. And it joined together and locked. You could pull it apart in two. And when you locked it together, it became one. And I got to be the honor of being the creator of the walking stick. I often wondered why. I don't fully understand it still today. But Lord, whatever authority that may have been given to me in that action that you gave me that day, Father, I take that now, and I ask that if there's anything we're to be joined together with, 
in regards to this church body, that it would be done in accordance with your will, not the will of man, not the will of ourselves, or not any other spiritual influence or those who believe they've heard from God but have not. Father, if there's a joining that's to come, that it would be done concisely and in peace and in your perfect time. So when, while we were doing the song that you led on, I was just reminded of Jeremiah 29. And we, we talk about it. Uh, we only take part of it most of the time. When the thoughts I have of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. That's generally all we touch on this chapter, but it's about things not being spoken rightly or prophesying wrong things or not prophesying what God is saying. And uh, they were, uh, prophets were saying that Captives were going to be going back home, and Jeremiah he comes on the scene and he says, "says this happened after." Conia the king and the queen mother and the eunuchs and the princes of Judah and Jerusalem and the craftsmen and the smiths. I tell Ronnie Smith always that he's in the Bible. The smiths had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elasa, the son of Saphan and Jemariah, the son of Hilkiah and Zedekiah, the king of Judah, sent to Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat their fruit, Take wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to your to husbands so that they may hear, bear sons and daughters and that you may be increased there and not diminished. Increased there and not diminished means to be prosperous. Be prosperous. And I said this, I think, last Sunday, but also, prosperity is the true meaning of prosperity is having the presence of God. So when we have the presence of God, we have prosperity. This is, uh, 
See if I can back. Lost my place. Let's pray for the peace. And you uh, pray for uh, for in its peace you will have peace. If you pray peace for where you are, regardless of your situation, captivity, not captivity, praying peace, God says you will enjoy the fruit of that yourself when you pray peace over your situation. Do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you nor listen to your dreams which cause you to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, after 70 years, uh, I'm 73 years old this year. After 70 years, I'm saying after 70 years, this is going to come about. After 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I have or think toward you says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go out and pray for me, to me, and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me. These are promises of God that he is giving us that when we search for him, we will find him. When we look for him, we will find him. When we need him, he will be there. We will prosper. He knows our future. He says, I, I'm going to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and seek me and find me. And when you search for me you, with all your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. I was just thinking, as you were praying, Sean, that... Justin Perry is first fruits. He's first fruits. Regardless of what goes on with him, his family, he was first fruits. We don't touch him. And uh, belongs to God. So. I don't know how, I, I've noticed that a lot of times when God gives a, a date, he's not talking a specific 
day. He's talking 70 years is I'm in my 70s. 50 years it's a it's a even though it can be exact 400 and how many days <laughs> so God is good and just remember uh one of the things that we spoke of on a Wednesday night that you missed out on probably, but it was, I felt strongly that this would be a year when we would see angels. And I don't know if y'all remember that or not or heard that or not, but that, that was a prophecy that came forth early on in the year, first part of the year, that that would be one of the things that we see. And so... God wants to give us hope in that we will actually see the words that have come forth. See the goodness of the Lord. Yes. Amen. So keep it in mind and keep believing uh, Jubilee was was a time of prospering. So look for it. And uh, over the years, uh, Kay and I, we've uh, in helping people, we've we've given. A lot of money, uh, help, and God says it's going to come back, press down. Amen. And it uh, it doesn't necessarily have to look exactly like what you gave. You don't know what it will look like, but it's going to come back to you. And that's. That's the thing that God wants to put in us. The hope that we will see what He has prophesied over us. And so Father, we just, this morning now, say yes and amen to the things that You have said, to the things that You have promised to uh, Give us a hope and a future that we will know the truth of what you have said. And we, are, we just accept that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We've got enough food to feed our army, feed a house full of people that we don't have here this morning. So... Uh, we are believing. So we are going to go now and eat. And Dana's already blessed our food for us. So, in opening prayer. So, amen.
I, I can 